Hey, hey, what do you say, Seattle hockey fans? Erica L. Ayala here for another episode of Locked on Kraken, your daily Seattle Kraken podcast. We're going to talk trade rumors, Seattle prospects. We're going to, of course, talk about the WHL championship run, the Stanley Cup final now set. And you'll also hear in our final wrap-up of our co-parenting responsibilities with the Charlotte Checkers, we'll head over to Max McCormick and his exit interviews, all that and more on this episode of Locked on Kraken. You are Locked on Kraken. Your daily podcast on the Seattle Kraken. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We are the Seattle Kraken. Hey there, Seattle hockey fans. Welcome to another episode of Locked on Kraken. As always, thanks for making us your first listen of the day. And today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season and all seasons with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Where we're going to start this show is with um, a few updates from the WHL. Um, series. Of course, we talked about the Seattle Thunderbirds, and if we're still talking about the Seattle Thunderbirds, that means they were able to stave off elimination. Indeed, they were. So I'm going to take you over to uh, WHL. Uh, We're going to look at the box score first, so let me pull this up for you. It was another close one as the Thunderbirds get the 3-2 victory over the Edmonton Oil Kings. You see here in the box score that Edmonton did start off early. That's been something we've heard a lot from the Thunderbirds that they want to do is start early. They didn't quite get the early start, but they dominated the Second and third period, mostly the second period as they blanked the Oil Kings in that second period. And then the teams went one for one in the third. So getting a strong start is something that we've seen the Thunderbirds still struggle with. They tend to be a team in that second stanza uh, where they can get things done. Uh, I should say in that heartbreaking loss, they definitely got it done early in that game, but unfortunately couldn't close it out. So it's still you're struggling to see this team give a complete game. Uh, it's either front-ended or back-loaded. You know, that happens in hockey, but it's going to be something that this team that can afford very few mistakes. And, um, you know, I think they were able to obviously really get it done. They dominated all but the third period for shots on goal over Edmonton. And um, they, again, were strong on the penalty kill. We can see here that uh, the the um, Edmonton power play was 0 for 6. The Seattle Thunderbirds able to convert one time out of five power plays. This is a physical type series. We've seen that time and time again. Uh, Let's see if we can make this video work as we're going to hear from Ryan Gottfried, defenseman for the, um, for the, excuse me, (laughs) for the Seattle Thunderbirds. 
First defenseman, Ryan Gottfried. Ryan, 3-2 uh, victory for you guys last night in game five here in Edmonton. Uh, take me through it. Take me through the win. Take me through your guys' just resiliency seems to be the key word for you all playoffs long. Yeah, you know, we've uh, we've been there. You know, that was our sixth game, uh, you know, facing elimination there. And, uh, you know, when you've been there five other times, you know exactly how you have to play. And that's a simple road game. And that's exactly how we play. We got steep. Uh, you know, we were getting pucks on net and we played well defensively. So, uh, you know, for overall, we had everyone step up and, you know, throughout the lineup. And that's why we needed to win the game. I mean, you give up the first goal in the first period and it seems like you guys didn't miss a beat. Where you outshot Edmonton in the first period to get the roulette goal early in the second, but just tell me about the mentality. It just seems like nothing phases you guys. Yeah, you know, as a team, we uh, we really thrive on you know uh, you know kind of sticking through to our game no matter what happens in the game. Um, and you know, we've been down. We have multiple games where we haven't scored the first goal, and um, you know, in the dressing room, we just tell the boys just you know keep your mind on you know what's what's what you need to in the game, and um, you know, when they score the first goal, it's kind of like you know. Don't sweat it. We've been here before and uh, just do what we can to get the, get the next one. What's it been the secret for you guys away from home? That's eight wins now for you in the playoffs. I think it's uh, the simple road game. Uh, we know exactly what we have to do out there. Um, you know, it's no matter what we're at home, if we have our fans behind us or not, uh, we know exactly what we have to do out there. And that doesn't change from uh, game to game. Obviously, you're one of the older guys on this team. You got another veteran back into your lineup last night and Henrik Rabinski and just want to ask you ask your coach last night just about the lift that that gave you guys as a group just if you could expand on that and just what it meant to have him back in last night yeah you know uh, having anyone back in the lineup is massive especially having Ribby back in the lineup was really big um he's a key part and you know all of our systems throughout throughout the team and um you know just having a little, a little extra experience back there was uh, great to have him back and um you know he's a great guy in the dressing room and he's a great leader and uh, it was just great to have him back you guys have been eating so we'll leave it there for now but you heard that being able to be road warriors obviously that's going to be extremely important for the thunderbirds as they're going to have to close out on the road they've expired all of their home games for this championship series so we'll see what happens getting folks back into the lineup being healthy being able to contribute keeping it simple i loved that absolutely want to keep it simple keep it simple keep it simple so that's we have for you that series will continue as there is a game tonight that's at 9 30 um Eastern time, or excuse me, Pacific time, 9.30 p.m. Uh, specific, specific Pacific time. Um, and that will, of course, be game six. We'll see if the Thunderbirds can force a game seven, which obviously gives them a chance to take home a championship. If they don't get it done, season over. And unfortunately, the Seattle Kraken season has been over for a while, but that doesn't mean there isn't plenty to talk about. There have been some reports that uh, assistant coach Jay Leach is in the mix for the Bruins job. There have been several coaches that have been let go. I know we kind of talked about what that could mean for Dave Haxtell. Is he someone that's going to be let go? I'm of the opinion. I'm not holding strong on it necessarily, but I do think you give Dave a little bit more time, but Jay Leach, perhaps going back to uh, an organization that he knows well coming up in their farm system, of course, in the AHL as an, as a coach. Um, other news that you keep hearing, like Susie, 
who we I'm looking over now at uh, Kraken season. We'll get to them in a little bit. But Carson Susie perhaps on the move, um, a potential player that other teams have interest in. So we'll see if the Seattle Kraken end up losing some players. You also, um, I mean, we've talked about it before, but Johnny Hockey, a lot of people talking about Johnny Hockey still – if you talk to people in Calgary camp, they think that's not happening. Absolute no-go. So I guess we'll have to see what happens. The other thing that I want to get you primed for is, of course, the draft. We're about 30 days away uh, or so from the draft. Um, and there's this pretty cool graphic. It, this is Draft Central. So uh, check out Draft Central over at the Seattle Kraken website, but you'll see there that the second round, and I've talked about this a few times, again, Russ over at Locked on Flyers, who was able to go to the Combine. Um, that's another thing. We're not really hearing much about who Seattle talked to at the Combine. Only a handful of names had, uh, released there. Um, so anyway, uh, sorry, draft central that second round we've got the natural pick of course and then three additional picks in the second round for the seattle kraken um i think this will be interesting because as i was mentioning over at locked on flyers they're talking the second round could be a potential steal so who could we take well i don't know who we're taking in the second round necessarily but i do want to hit on another target again we've already done our mock draft for locked on nhl and so my seattle pick is in based on what the board was ahead but another target that i want you to keep on your radar is logan cooley now here's the thing logan plays for Team USA, but he's also a center, a right-handed center. You can see that he comes in at 5'10", 174. So obviously that's the position Maddie Beneers plays. I've seen a few different uh, takes on Maddie. I think points in nine points in 10 games, not too bad. But someone did mention his Corsi, which I think is fair. Uh, didn't have a great Corsi, but I mean, like, first of all, Corsi, I have, I have so many issues with Corsi. Second of all, I mean, he played for the Seattle Kraken. So, I mean, who had great Corsi numbers necessarily? Um, anyway, uh, so here's what they're saying, though, about Logan, uh, one of the most players using terms like dynamic, great two-way center. That's stuff that I like. Excellent 200-foot game. Um, count on him in any situation. Surefire top three pick. But if he falls to four, the Kraken need to jump on it and draft him. Okay, so again, another pick that maybe we won't even see as an option at number four, Logan Cooley. Um, coming up next, though, on Locked on Kraken, I want to take us to Max McCormick. And we're going to talk about him and the Charlotte Chuckers. This will be the last Seattle Kraken player that we had do exit interviews as part of the Charlotte Chuckers. Now, of course, everyone will be coming over to the AHL Coachella Valley Firebirds. That's what's coming up next on Locked on Kraken. But right now, let me tell you about Athletic Greens. Uh, you know, now... I tell you all the time, I'm really about my morning routine and about really packing in nutrition, thinking more um, succinctly or intentionally about how I'm fueling my body. And so with one scoop of 
Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. And the great thing is that it's just one scoop. They've already figured out the formula for you. One scoop in about 8 to 12 ounces of water. They give you a water bottle that you can use that I think is amazing. It has the little markers and uh, so you know exactly how much water you're putting in. And um, I mean... So I've had kind of powdered greens to get my gut health in particular on board. And the taste has always been a little bit mm, suspect for me, at least, and for my liking. And so I've used other things. I really like ginger or, or you know, maybe even some agave sweetener just to make it a little more palatable. I don't have to do that with athletic greens. Um, you know, it's it's uh, I wouldn't say it's like built bar deliciouser. <laughs> But what is, right? But um, my point is that, you know, it's something absolutely that I can do, use my eight ounces of water, have my athletic greens, shake it up with the cold water, and I'm totally fine. And I am a little bit of a picky person. So I love that. I also love that this, the founder of Athletic Greens went on this whole wellness journey and realized how much money it costs, which is really unfortunate and a story for another podcast, but how much money it can cost to be in good health and get all the nutrients that your body needs comparative to what we have that what we have accessible, excuse me, based on um, fast food nation kind of stuff and and whatnot. So I love that part about it. It's got over 7,000 five-star reviews recommended by professional athletes and on and on. So what we want you to do is head over to NHL or excuse me, athleticgreens.com backslash NHL network. And that will give you a one free year supply of the immune supporting vitamin D and five travel packs. Talk about the travel packs a lot. I'm out of my travel packs, which is unfortunate, but um, you'll get all of that in your first purchase. So again, that's the immune supporting vitamin D um, as well as five free travel packs with your first order of Athletic Greens. Head over to athleticgreens.com backslash NHL network. As always, I want to thank you for making Locked on Kraken your first listen of the day. And because you are a loyal listener, we want your feedback. We have a survey that we're doing so we can get a sense for how you are enjoying the Locked on Network. So you can go to lockdownpodcast.com backslash survey right now to get started. It won't take very long. And everyone that completes the survey has a chance to qualify to win one of 10 $100 get Ticketmaster gift cards. Uh, so take our audience survey, go to lockdownpodcast.com back or backslash survey. And as always, thanks for listening and thanks for your help. All right, all right, all right, folks. As promised, we're going to head over to Max McCormick, one of our carryovers, played for the Charlotte Checkers, but is a part of the Seattle Kraken system. Here is him in his exit interview with the AHL affiliate for this season, at least, the Charlotte Checkers. You've been here before in Charlotte, so you're kind of familiar with it, but with the two organizations coming together, what can you say about how these fans have kind of embraced the Seattle side of this, knowing that it was only for a year? Yeah, I mean, I think the fans did a great job. Um, embracing it and giving us a lot of support and I think the guys in the locker room and and the staff did a great job of coming together and um, you know at first a lot of guys hadn't met each other didn't didn't know each other at all um, and have you know by halfway through the year you didn't even notice it it just felt like we were one team it was never mentioned never even really a, a thought so I think everyone did a great job all around and, and it was pretty seamless 
I know we talked at the beginning of the year. You got that deal with Seattle pretty late in the game. What does it mean to you to be rewarded with a two-year deal from them before the season's even over? Yeah, it's huge. I mean, I'm, I'm grateful for the opportunity. Um, last summer, not signing until training camp had already started was, you know, it's, it's not ideal. It's nerve-wracking. You want a job. You want to go play. So to have, um, you know, a deal for the next two years is, is really nice. Are you excited about going over to Seattle, having that affiliate so close by? You're obviously a guy who they're comfortable with, you know, playing in the NHL. But just to have that whole organization there full time, how is that as exciting for you? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think it'll be. I've heard they've sold, um, you know, quite a few season tickets already there. Um, but it'll be nice to be close. And obviously, with Charlotte, it's you know you're flying across the country with a three-hour time difference. So uh, that can be tough when you're getting called up the day before a game and. Uh, stuff like that. So definitely, definitely be a lot more convenient to be close. You've been here before. Oops, there we go. Almost got a double dose of Max McCormick. And that's fitting for his two-year deal. You heard him talk about that. You heard him talk about being able to be on the West Coast with the AHL affiliate and obviously with the Seattle Kraken, who, as he mentioned, signed him to a two-year, two-year, one-two, or two-year deal. <laughs> and... um yeah, so I think that was awesome. Obviously, the conversation was just how great it was to have these two uh, franchises combine and have a pretty successful AHL team at that. So Max McCormick, as you also heard, made mention this was his second go-round with the Charlotte Checkers in the 2019-2020 season. He had 56 appearances, 16 goals, 19 assists, 35 points just shy of that this season um but you also see that he was able to bring those penalty minutes down plus minus is up there so you saw a lot of contribution from the seattle kraken rostered players and so i'm very curious to see how this all plays out when we have the ahl affiliate and also um, you know, again, what moves are is Seattle going to make uh, knowing that they have to fill out an AHL roster and also knowing that we've got to get some things moving. There's got to be some positive momentum that's happening for the Seattle Kraken um, on their NHL roster. So how much do we see those two-way players really coming up when there's injury or or, or whatnot? So, um I'm, I'm very curious. I'm curious to see how it all plays out, but that's why we uh, play the games. Speaking of playing the games, coming up next, we're going to get you ready for the Stanley Cup final. The East has been won by who else? Who else but Tampa Bay? That's right. They're going for the three-peat. Are they going to be able to do it? We're going to talk about it. But right now, let me let you know about betonline.net, which is your number one source for all your sports betting uh, stats and info needs bet online is where you can find all of your sports developments your news your odds including of course the nhl hockey now the conference finals are over now we're at the stanley cup final baby let's go major league baseball mma ufc and boxing bet online is your continued source for sports wagering information live betting esports and more head to the website or use your mobile device your tablet whatever you got to find the trends and action Bet online where the game starts. Now this is exciting, folks. We um, 
we have the the Tampa Bay Lightning were able to take down the mighty, mighty Rangers, the mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Unfortunately, they couldn't morph to a team that didn't rely almost exclusively on goaltending. We see here that the Rangers were held off of the score sheet in the first and second period. It was a tight game, but it was a 2-1 win for the Tampa Bay Lightning. They get that first goal in the second period. Um, you see here that it was none other than Steven Stamkos. He would have a brace, as we say in uh, uh, soccer in particular. Um, but then Vetrano for the Rangers, able to get one at the 13-11 uh, mark, so just about halfway through the second stanza, or over halfway through the second stanza, but it was Stamkos at 328 in the third that would end up being the game winner. So is it even possible? Are we really going to see this Tampa Bay team be, not obviously they made the Stanley Cup, but are they going to be a viable team? Are they going to be a viable team to win the Stanley Cup? I think they could be. I think they could be. The thing is, Colorado is a juggernaut of a team. Okay, they're they're pretty they're pretty legit team. So I think it's really gonna be tough. Um, but as we see here, uh, I'm gonna go to these are older odds, so just keep that in mind. Uh, the Stanley Cup final starts on Wednesday. I mentioned that I was going to be doing a, um, I'm going to be doing a, uh, a, uh, watch party. And that's going to be for the founding four podcast. That's a women's sport, a women's hockey podcast that I do, but I want to just talk about the odds. These are the odds that we had before the last series, but as far as, uh, winning the Stanley Cup, the the odds were definitely um, in the favor of the Colorado Avalanche if they were to get Tampa Bay. The odds that we had, that we got, I want to make sure I get you the date right. We got these, yeah, seven days ago on June 6th. The odds then were a, a minus 165 that the Avalanche would take the Stanley Cup Series to a plus 145 for the Tampa Bay Lightning. So again, we see that Colorado is is the the favorite here. Um, I don't know. I don't know what that means. Oh, also, I think it's interesting. They sent us. I'm just looking at my emails, but they also sent us a, a week ago the next Bruins coach. Some of the odds and uh, Leach. Not on here. So I don't know. According to Bet Online, we might be keeping Leach. According to some other experts, he's out the door. So we got to see what happens there. But um, the Stanley Cup final is going to start, uh, like I said, it starts on Wednesday. And I think both teams are banged up, obviously. Um, I just I haven't seen enough Tampa Bay personally to get a good read for how I feel they're going to compare to Colorado. What I can say is that Colorado, first of all, is hosting that game. It's 8 p.m. Eastern puck drop in Colorado. Colorado is a team that um, 
they kind of feel like a team that like Tampa has kind of been there, done that, except they're not right. So I don't know what that means now because I do, I am of the opinion that it matters a lot when you get to the final series, it really does matter if you've had Stanley cup final experience because you're unfazed and you're hungry. Like, you know, the difference between your nerves that uh, that are, might stifle your performance and the nerves of just what it feels like that like to be amped up playing in the Stanley Cup. I'm not saying that the Tampa Bay Lightning are not feeling that or that they're taking that for granted. They're just a little more accustomed to it. Also, there's a lot of media, especially when you follow college sports. They talk a lot about about teams that are making their first appearance. They talk so much about the media and how much media you have to do. And now again, Colorado making it all the way to the Stanley Cup final. They're not necessarily going to be phased by that, but it is something that you have to adjust to. And it's been a long season already. I mean, we started, what, in October? Uh, back sooner if you count training camp and preseason. So it's been about half of the year already, these guys are absolutely fatigued, but they're they're used to this. At least Tampa Bay is. We know for sure Tampa Bay is. Colorado has been one of those teams that, you know, people joke around and ask them kind of ridiculous questions as their season is ending because they haven't been able to get over the hump. They've gotten over the hump. They've gotten to the Stanley Cup final. Is this enough? Is this team ready to win a Stanley Cup? I think they could be. They can get really sloppy, and when it comes to the penalties that they take, I think they get a little fatigued and are not making those, uh, you know, those line changes with enough time. Sometimes you just see them kind of reaching, and they get silly, silly fouls, silly fatigue fouls. And, you know, I think Tampa's going to hold them to account. We obviously saw that they were able to do that against Florida, which was like, what, two series ago? So... I don't know. I think it's going to be I think it's going to be a good one. I think we go all 7. I'm t- I'm inclined to lean towards Tampa Bay just because I do think that experience in the Stanley Cup final matters. I do think though that injuries either the ones that the teams have coming into the series or ones they might pick up along the way is going to be a, a really great equalizer. And I mean, it is in every series, right? But the teams have already struggled so much mightily, all of the teams with injury to losing key players. You know, we have to see what Nazem Kadri's up to. Obviously, such an integral part of that Colorado team. So, um, or, or, you know, what kind of Nazem Kadri they get back. So I don't know, I don't know, I know. But that's why we watch the games. My wellness tip for you for today is it's going off of what I said on Friday. I talked about just putting the cup down. I think also we have to realize, and it kind of goes to like that energy or like that uh, stress, which is there's negative stress and then there's you stress. I I was listening to some uh, like leadership development stuff and they reminded, it reminded me that those haters or some of that stress, some of the trauma that you hold on to, sometimes if you just keep a little bit of it around uh, to motivate you, uh, you know, you keep that little chip on your shoulder and it's a reminder of the people who didn't believe in you. And if you have a mentality where you can work it through 
and get over it, then just keeping a little bit of that chip is, it could be powerful. I think the way to do that though, is to not internalize it as, as an attack on that individual or that experience, but you remind yourself of who people thought you were or who they absolutely didn't, had no idea that who you were. Uh, you know, they either took you for granted, they overestimated uh, themselves in a situation, they underestimated you in a situation, just a reminder of the way that they misinterpreted how you were going about your business. And if you just kind of keep that there, one, it's it can be a good motivator, but even more so, it's a great reminder of how not to be. Don't be that person. Don't be that person that can that leaves any shadow of a doubt. Don't be that person who treats people the way you were treated. And when you think of it like that, I think that's what helps me at least to stay motivated. Like, you know, F them people is really fun sometimes to think and to maybe text in your group chat. But you have to get over that at some point in order to move through it and to move beyond it so that it doesn't affect you. And you just wipe that little chip right off your shoulder because you're you're winning, baby. You're winning. I wish you the best. Uh, happy Monday. Uh, hold fast. Stay true. And I'll see you tomorrow because we've got another episode of Locked on Kraken. Peace.